0: Blog Talk Radio. Hi everyone, this is Anne-Marie Lockhart, and you are back for another great episode of Vox Poetica's 15 Minutes of Poetry. We've had a little bit of a long hiatus, but that's okay. Uh, this happens from time to time. We're planning to resume things here um, once or twice a month, so look for more episodes coming up. We are starting today with a return guest, someone that you should be pretty familiar with And if you're not, you will be soon His name is Cliff Brooks And he is from Georgia Cliff, thank you for joining me again on the show
1: Well, it is an honor to be here Thank you for having me
0: You have a lot going on Mister. You're very busy
1: Yeah, uh, my mama says that uh, A busy clip is one not breaking the law So uh, <laughs> I try to Keep my hands in as many projects as I can And and that goes insane as I feel. But uh, since our first show, Lord, in 2013 or 14, um, yep. things, have, things have picked up.
0: So, at the very first thing we want to talk about is you have uh, two, not one, but two book releases coming up. So, tell us a little bit about those books.
1: Yes. Um, the major collection, the larger of the two, is called Athena Departs Gospel of a Man Apart. And it picks up where my first book, the two books in one called *The Draw of Broken Eyes* and *Worldly Metaphysics*, left off. And for those in the time it's been since my first book landed in 2012 to today, when I got my hands on the, the American version of *Athena departs um there are many folks that are aware of my work, but um, may be lost in the mythology that I built around Athena that was is, was seeded. My first book, so Exiles of Eden, as a much smaller work that uh, acts as a compass or a, a map for uh, those who are not aware of my work, that uh, can more easily have them digest my second book if they're not aware of um, my particular flair for uh, language and swear words.
0: <laughs> You're talking <laughs> my language. Um, I, I want you to read something for us to give us a sense. I, doesn't uh, whichever one you want to start with would be great for everyone to hear.
1: Okay, I'm going to start with um, one. I think the parts are also closer to the heart than the first one. And what I mean by that is that I that I've built the bravery to speak about more personal um, people, like my mom and my daddy and stuff like that. And so this one's about my mama, who is my rock and my angel, and right now listening to make sure I don't say the F word. Um, (laughs) But I wrote this poem to her. It's called um, Promise to Mama. You told me Tuesday it was time to simmer for my heavy mind's sake, because a son shouldn't be so good and making his mama's heart break. Now, I won't go saying how I got lost just yet, because hell is listening for me to spill my secret. Don't go blaming bad luck, because a restless soul is my undoing. I'm overdrawn at the Bank of Legion due to the price of a few Sinister Seasons So I sing spirituals and think of the sermons I've missed. You see, there's a debt to deal with from damage done to my wrist. Yet, the scars ensure I don't misplace the memory of your undeserved sorrow. You won't weep in the rain again, Mama, and my veins will be clean tomorrow. Saint of a Mm self-destructive son, you instinctively let my hide slide, but... I shall not. I cannot. For when I sit down with all my misdeeds, it's obvious all I'm going to do is fall short of a picket fence, the wife of a quiet life, and you.
0: It is a departure from some of your earlier stuff, but the language and the turn of phrase, the, yeah, that, that is all classic Cliff Brooks work right there. Um, I think it will be familiar to people who've read other things. So um, let me ask you a question. If um, please, what what led you to explore more deeper personal terrain this go around here? Um, I know you you know you do readings all the time and you write all the time. So I'm sure you were already in that high grass. But what what prompted you to do the collection specifically with that in
1: mind? I think um, it has a great deal to do with um, the time that was uh, extremely uncomfortable to live through in the moment that, um, that stoked the chaos that my first book encapsulated, the quiet and the uh, maturity that, of course, my mom was like, "It only took you twenty years longer to grow up, baby." Thank you, mom. But uh, <laughs> the, the the maturity as an artist and as a person, and and um and feeling more sure of myself as a as a poet, you know, um there there's a lot of experimentation with forms and and, and different um different themes in the first book, almost broken up by those experiments. So that by Athena too, I, mm-hmm. I really felt like I didn't get my shtick, but I got I, I felt like that um, that uh, it was also time where the first book set the landscape that now me more sure of self, me more aware of uh, what's important, who's important. That uh, I challenge myself, uh, and also for those who do me the, the the deep kindness to come out and buy my second book, to give them something more, something deeper, and something that um, they don't hopefully look at and go, God, I've heard this already.
0: Mm. Um,
1: well, it, it, you know,
0: it's funny that you say that because I think that that. Your personal work, and, and I, I hear what you're saying about maturing into it, um, although you've always, you've always had a few pieces throughout everything that have been deeply personal, and I felt they've been uh, some of your finest work. So I, the experimental stuff, which you, you had a real flair for um, as an editor, speaking as an editor and a reader now, I will tell you that I, sometimes it veers into the show off a little bit. You know, hey, look what I can do, because you did well at it. You know, you were good at it. So I get that. But I think where we, where we find Cliff Brooks in the poetry has been in that personal stuff. And it feels to me, um, I, I, I think it is a, it's a more direct um, relationship with the audience that you engage in when you do that, and it also feels like a, a deeper engagement with the language as well. Um, I, how does it feel when you write it, comparatively? Like, tell me, tell me the difference between writing something that's like the poem you just read and some of the experimental stuff, which which you are also a master at. The experimental
1: um, poet, the experimental poetry is is much more fun um, mm. and. And the excitement of uh, of doing something new. Uh, yeah. but also the game the game of not not uh not not stumbling into the so cryptic, you know, mid mid career of T.S. Eliot and Ezra Pound who almost screwed over all the poetry things, fellas. <laughs> but uh
0: you
1: know, staying but also like how can I as a kind of um as a cat and mouse with the with the reader, like how can I say what I'm really saying and still keeping it on the surface and not bearing it too deep, but um, Like in my poem about being an alcoholic, um, I originally called it Faulkner and My Lovely Liquid Lady, which was way too much going on, and so I shortened it to Judas News Tavern. And every time I say it, I'm like, man, I was so full of myself. But uh, So I you know, shortened it to Judas News Tavern. It's one of the few times I used the, um, what's considered sing-songy kind of uh, yeah. couplet rhyming. Um, and so by the end, the game of when you realize how painful the poem is, it's kind of like, oh, God, that sucks. But along the way, it sounds like you're reading a nursery rhyme. With the yeah. personal stuff it's it's painful. I mean and not being melodramatic yeah. or, you know, trying kind to of paint it's just it's like um going back and finding things that you thought you had put to bed, emotional trauma and whatever it is, and then realizing that you that it's not um yeah. completely in bed, as it were. Um and it's like scratching those scabs open. But and the and then you know, some of the experimental stuff is, is my attempts at getting deeper and deeper and deeper because uh it's not so much fear of oh the audience is gonna think I'm weak or they're gonna think it's it's just it's the um, it's the mirror effect because in in poetry unlike prose I mean that's you naked in front of you in, in front of you in the audience there's no oh well that's a character I made up from several other people in this novel I mean it's 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 you and them and so it's uh it's 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 um it's a test of honesty and um, at the same time it's like I'm too lazy to lie so you know when you tell the truth you don't have to worry about having to go back and cover anything up but at the same time it's it's you know it's getting up in front of these people and doing these readings and and discussing something that you wouldn't share with most folks in church. However, like you said, I think that's um, that's blessedly been what uh, – you know the poem, There Are Hours, from my first book. They, they, these poems were what people would really come up and then ask for because without that stickiness, that, that notebooky um drivel of, you know, as far as like, oh, it hurts so bad. No, Poe did it, and he did it horribly. Let it die, please. Um, <laughs> speaking to them about things that, that are uncomfortable, but saying, look, you know, we're all grown-ups here. And honestly, as pompous and uh, narcissistic as it may sound, I really do hope that um, if somebody is going that whole cliche, going through something similar, that um, it's kind of like, oh, hey, I'm half crazy, made it to 42, so can you. Um, Hmm. Which, again, again, it's it's, it's not that else.
0: I always say that I think, you know, for everything you write, there's an ear that needs to hear it. This is the whole reason we do what we do. You don't always know who that ear belongs to. But you know, there's a reason for you to pick up pen to paper, and there's somebody that needs to hear what you have to say, and that it finds its way there. Your work has found its way to many, many people who've needed to hear it. I I know this because I've spoken to a bunch of them. So, you know that that we it's our mission. It's what we do. Um, read us another, you know, um, I okay. don't know, whatever one you want. All
1: right, this one I, I love. her, her Prose poetry. Um, I like. Mm. Uh, the challenge of it—the the longer it's more for it's, people that say that they're not poetry people. I think it's because I think it's more not to do with the density of the work, but uh, the inf- unfamiliarity with uh, stanzas and the break when you're used to full pages yeah. of text um, using speaking marks and correct grammar um, <laughs> is not. <laughs> hmm. Give it to Jesus. Is not. Um, is not against a poet's good taste. It's it. People find, see those things, and they, they, they feel more, more comfortable in that, in reading poetry. So, and for me, I mean, it's the, it's the challenge is the longer you go, the more words you use, the tighter they have to be. So without further ado and yep. talking myself up, uh, this one's called Burning the Old Writer's Den. Tonight, I shed my ill-fit skin through threads that connect four walls. For three years, I only witnessed worry and anxious pacing. Soon, this sepulcher shall be abandoned. My past is now a knot of a child's curtains kept only for kindling. There is no time for talk of potential, but rather action, without the burden of offspring, poorly trained pets, or relationships that lack the illumination of any embraceable light. The seething silt that settles over my garden of letting go allows me to grow gray within my wicked id and without apology it sends a thicket of avarice across my chest and massages out the mangled corners free from the creative malady hell, purgatory, and paradise are contained by the fine fit of a linen suit that I, the fiend found dark enough to swallow greed any unhealed fissure That may remain, which fear forced open in my flesh, is fused closed by the virtue thistled in veins of this vicious man. I am not without God. It's just that my soft, sensitive yesterdays are left on the dock, where neglectful mothers leave children without a father to pick them up. Suddenly, phosphorus is struck against my rough thumb, and it allows this wreck of a room to have its last dance to burn and no longer bind me to accept a man's business must be bad. I spit, smoke, and then whip open the window with irresponsible wings. This race rages into a night without nostalgia, not stinking of the secret I think settling is sadistic. I think all of my sickness itself in a lake where my grandfather gave his kids, off the same shore where I grew up. Submerged beneath that familial muddied water is the sorrow I nurtured for no reason. My old writer's den is the last lethargic chain left by bad decisions. And shadow stays on its knees to pray, and pray the sky sends angels. Instead of whining, work harder, leave no stone unthrown. There's a pistol snug in the small of my back, because too soon I will square off with the dead. I am certain of this. However, I am not then. I am now. I am this rise. I am this role. My epidermis is armor I lacked before the war of Athena. That reinforced the fact that society is useful but not necessary. For blood is just a wash of happenstance. It's
0: beautiful. Thank you. Um and I can see why you'd get a lot of uh, positive reaction when people hear it and when they see it. Like you said, it's accessible in form. Um, okay. We're running out of time, as always. In fact, I think for our streamers, they're off the air. We're off. This will be heard in recording <laughs> at this point. Um, I want you to tell us about other things you're doing. Tell me about... The Southern Poetry Collective. Tell me about Blue Mountain Review. Tell me where you're reading these
1: days. Okay. Um, uh, because of you, and it's a good thing. When I got my first <laughs> book deal, now uh, you can't deny it. Don't argue with me. Um, I the book took off, and I'm not being humble when I write. When I say that no one saw this thing doing what it, what it did, I realized that I wanted to hang around with um, creative, brilliant folks that um, uh, were not jackass. And so I thought I think that might appeal to some other folks, too, in the art world that, you know, not being mean can adhere to things like contracts and, you know, can balance their checkbook and not be mean to one another. It's a little, it's a little mix of um, the notebook and, um, and uh, you know, how to be a practical person. So the Southern Collective Experience is a company that's now got <laughs> an accountant and all this really like people to keep me out of prison. But uh, it's a <laughs> company now of um, of artists from all genres. All over the place. Yes, it's called the Southern Collective Experience, but no, it's not centric to everything below the Mason Dixon line. Um, It's to all the. I mean, seriously, um, the only the only um, standard is to be the best at what you do. And the over ten years of, of building this thing to what it is now. And you can go to our website at southerncollectiveexperience.com and see these folks and their backgrounds and find all of our various um, uh, various projects, which are um, the Blue Mountain Review, which is a magazine that has its two-year anniversary this season in the fall. We always come out at yeah. the end of the season, so people can get to the rest of it and find us at the end. Um, and uh, it's a journal of culture, and we have prose, poetry, uh, photography. We have um, not restaurant reviews, but actually discussions with the whole staff. Because food is the only art you have to have, because you can't eat poetry. But, no uh, yeah, we talk about it. I've tried. It's terrible. Um, you, <laughs> We have, we have, uh, you know, with, we, we address religion in each one without being preachy. and, and uh, But only two years out now, we have over 100,000 readers. And um, it's that saying, I think, honesty and, and stick it to itness where it's like, hey, let's do this, and then actually following through. So the Blue Mountain Mm -hmm. Review is there. It comes out four times a year, and you can see the submissions guidelines on our website, who to send your material to, and then Dante's Old South, which is our NPR show uh, through WUTC in Chattanooga, and uh, all those recordings, and they only happen, this sounds so cloak and dagger, on every month that has a fifth Sunday. And on that fifth Sunday, <laughs> under a full moon, when a when a dog howls, uh, yeah, you, you you can hear our show. And uh, we bring in people that are in the collective, um, those that we truly admire, and, and and we bring them into this. This and the people that come in, the musicians that deal with us, it's 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 like being a kid all the time. It's just you're so glad they can't mm. see you when they agree over email to do this stuff. You're like, oh my god, I can't <laughs> believe it. Um, and, uh, <laughs> and 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 uh, then just the. The multitude, and so that's one thing about the collective, the southern collective experience, is that each of us maintains our individuality, and we and we promote, and we are happy to see happen and be a part of sometimes um, their successes. And um, yep. from that mantra and, and that 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 single ethic line of of, um, of action, belief, and, and feeling, we design what's called um, the smaller version, is visions of verse, though all genres about the table including songs where there's a lecture or tutorial at the beginning from seasoned professionals then an open mic where everyone can read and at the end if if people so wish we'll have books being sold by the authors who uh, taught the lesson or they can get if they want constructive criticism from other folks on how to make it better because with open mics i never understood why people kept coming back and back and back and reading the same terrible stuff and and it's not the same poem and not being judgmental but like no one said hey man let's talk about this so um, wow. then the larger one, which is more of a festival-type thing where we bring in live bands, it's called Collective Sessions, and mm-hmm. um, those are being um, taped now, and we'll be putting those up on YouTube and whatnot, too. So there's a, um, a lot of not cursing going on in my life now when the camera's on. <laughs> and uh, and the biopics there, there's two biopics being done, I can't believe I'm saying this at 42 years old, but like, that are doing short biopics of my career and where I grew up and um, it's extremely unnerving, but I'm not going to whine about it. But we just want to follow you around for 40 days. That's called stalking, and that's creepy. <laughs> um, with a camera, even worse. But um, <laughs> it's, uh, these, the, 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 the YouTube uh, channel that we're, we're cultivating, all of this really, uh, and into a lecture I give, on uh, which I'm doing this Saturday, on social media, how to use it, um, uh, how to trademark yourself, uh, the branding process, these things that typically aren't discussed, and, and, and I like to, to fill in the gaps, not just on how I do it, but how important it is that if you don't, um, if you don't make your name now and, and no one sells yourself better than you, someone that you sign a contract will will do it for you and not always ask you permission. So there's the little practical things that, that I've luckily had sidestepped on my coming up, but that again, the, the teacher in me, that, which again is my secondary passion, is to make sure that I can save people as much uh, drama and, and trauma as I, as I can.
0: Well, you're providing a lot, of, a lot of information for people, which is a step in the right direction for them, and I'm sure they're grateful for all that in between all that you're doing and giving them wonderful poetry. We have got to close, so what I need you to do now is um, read us one more on the way out, and I want to thank you for coming. And I, You know I'll have you back here again because this is too much fun not to do again.
1: Well, I thank you for having me, and I promise next time I will behave as well um and speak slowly um you close <laughs> for those who don't know typically when i talk and get going i speak like a machine gun so this is rare um i have let see poem a debutante deserves and there's a story behind this poem and i'll make it short there's a woman who wanted to be my manager who um uh, woman I was very much in love with um had a drug problem, and I uh, lost that love and um I had admitted to this woman who went to be my manager that this um girl knowing this, how valuable how vi- how 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 much she means to me um had uh, had this issue and brought her away and I wrote in the, written a book about her, and she said, uh, well God, if she's gotten five thousand, then I should get a million poems and I thought <laughs> you deserve." Let me pin you a poem, and here's how it goes. Poem a debutante deserves. What you never knew was that there was a classical prelude that kept me in place while we talked. On a lone piano, Leash was with me as I mellowed. There wasn't a difficulty eh, at first. The tedious moments leaked in later. There was incessant chatter about Oh, laughing tirades about the heart's idiocy and how many poems a debutante deserves. Deserves? I had a million ideas for our dialogue, but your burdensome luxury was a boomerang that came back and back and back instead of your favorite country song, the weather, or a comfortable silence. My flow may seem madness, but it is meticulous. Your timeline for us was in a hurry. I reset the clock. So you laid down the law. And without an ounce of hate, I ducked out and quickly cleaned the slate. You deserve one.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Cliff. (laughs) This is way too much fun. (laughs) I know.
1: I know, right? It's been too long. I like this.
0: It has been too long. So, all right, I want to thank you again for coming, and for um, our listeners, I want to keep your eyes out. You can find links at um, all of the sources. You can Google any of us and find a thousand things about all of what we just talked about, Um, Blue Mountain Review, Southern Poetry Collective, Dante's Old South, Clifford Brooks himself, and Fox Politica's 15 Minutes in Poetry. I hope you'll be back and listen to us again soon. Thank you for tuning in today. Have a great week.